Welcome to the Stockman Grass Farmer Podcast, where our mission is to help create a healthy planet and people through profitable grass-based livestock production. Grass farming is a 24-7 job and you can't always get away, so we've put together this podcast so that you can listen while you work or whatever you're doing, but always on your schedule, whenever and wherever you want. Be sure to check out the episode notes for links to freebies and special offers. Join our email family and stay up to date on our happenings and like us on social media. This is part three from the Grazers Marketing School. Jill Salting discusses the cornerstones of direct marketing. Within this talk, he continues his discussion of the five key elements that every grazer should consider and the importance of being customer friendly. Take it away, Joel. So we're on a dirt road. Now we're not, um, and are you, you're on a dirt road. We're on Highway 27, but it might as well. Well, you're, 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 you're urban. Um, we're, 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 on, we're on a dirt road that, that you, can't, you can't get there from here. I mean, it's, those of you who have been, how many of you have ever been to our place? Yeah. Um, it ain't on the main drag, is it? Um, uh, but but people people like like for for the for for the Temple Grandin thing, we had people uh, probably of those three hundred, I would say two hundred drove more than a hundred miles to get there. Okay, uh, there certainly is a you know there there's a there's there are rings okay out and depending on the power of your event and, and this is why I I think that we have not done this yet, but I'm dying to, uh, is to hook up with some of these ecotourism outfits that do ecotourism. I mean, you're getting people coming out to see the eagles. And so and we, don't have, we don't have that to show, but we've got other things to show. We'll give you some eagles. <laughs> you give us some eagles. We don't want any of those eagles. Um, uh, but but what, what I'm getting at, what I'm getting at is, you don't have to have a Disney farm to attract people is what I'm getting at. People are hungry for real, non-fantasy infotainment. They want to learn something. That's a good place to put the discount. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, they, they want to learn something and they want to be entertained at the same time. And people are so far removed from this that it doesn't take a lot to 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 get some traction with this, okay? And so, um, so yeah. The point is, success usually requires working with people you wouldn't normally spend time with. That's a takeaway, I hope, from this discussion. Success, success requires spending time with people you wouldn't normally spend time with. All right. That means if you're a Republican, you might have to work with a Democrat. That means if you're a Libertarian, you might have to work with a Socialist. That means if you're a livestock person, you might have to work with a vegetable person. That means if you're a vegetable, and we don't, we don't, Stockman grass farmers, you only don't attract too many vegetable people, so I don't have to go the other way. But um, are you with me? You're going to have to eclectically move out of your little comfort zone, your little silo, and work with people, but I'm telling you, the power of collaboration is un, 
unbelievable. Unbelievable. Maybe you've got a, uh, we've worked with, um, we worked with a, 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 a food delivery service um, and, and they put together a bus trip to us. Um, and remember, when I say bus trips, usually that means there's a meal involved, so you can charge 10 bucks for the meal. So if you've got 60 people on the bus, you're automatically $600 to $1,200, 20, you know, if it's a really nice one, 15, all right. Uh, so you're up there toward 1,000 with your, with your meal. And then a museum entry fee, you know, for, for, is gonna be 15, 20 bucks a person, okay. So you're, you know, you're up there in the, in the $3,000 range, okay, and all those people are paying 50 bucks. They've got a day trip, you know, uh, a, a day trip out. People do this all the time. My mom is going to be 96 in December, and she goes on, what, Sherry, probably half a dozen at least, maybe 10, I don't know. Of these parks and rec day trips, day bus trips, a year, she's 96. And she, oh yeah, we went on a mystery, and, and, and they actually do mystery tours, you know, where they don't tell you where you're going. You just, you just pay your hundred bucks, and you all get on the bus at five in the morning. I have no idea where we're going, and it might be to a haunted house. It might be to where, the one of the last ones she went on was a mystery tour, was uh, all about um, Loretta Lynn. Uh, she grew up up in Winchester, so they went, you know, two hours up to Winchester, went through her birthplace, her home, and then they had lunch. They had lunch at a diner that brought in a Loretta Lynn impersonator to sing for them during lunch, okay? But this, this stuff is all the time. I, um, I remember Alan Nation used to always say, there's way more money in fantasy than in reality. Way more money in fantasy than reality. There's a book out called Selling the Invisible. And the basic premise of the book is that the, the, the emotional fantasy nuances around a product are always more valuable than a product itself. You think you're selling grass-finished beef. You're selling, you're selling a mystique. You're selling an aura of health and an aura of, of, of participatory uh, you know, ecology. Are you with me? All right. So we, we, need, we, need to get, we need to get beyond our, you know, I'm, a, I'm selling pork chops and eggs and, and chicken, and we need to understand we're selling a, a, a planetary solution. Is that what Beyond Burgers are? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what Beyond Burgers are. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're selling. Every single message that you see from them, we're going we're gonna to solve them, we're going to get rid of this livestock. And, um, I mean, it, it just, it's, you, you vacillate between just frustration, fury. And all. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it is. And, and, and the thing about it is, it, it seems like they're, they're messaging is, is they don't show all the soybean, the, the GMO monocrop soybeans coming in to feed those bats. You notice they never do that. It, it's as, as, as if their, 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 their mystique message is we just, we just 
have this, this, this uh, wonderful fermenting tank like fine wine and it just abracadabra and we have impossible burgers, you know. Yes, yeah, it is soil and green. Then and they just they just magically appear. It's just amazing. Um, but but yeah, you're exactly right. They're not selling an impossible burger. They're selling you can participate in planetary health. And that's why we need to sound bite that on our side and 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 uh, and, and compress our message into, you know, very uh, articulate little pieces as well. So yeah, that's exactly right. So um, are, are there any questions on what we've got? Yes? If, if you were starting out a farm church, where would be that sweet spot for to charge for it? The sweet spot to charge for it? Yeah. Uh, the sweet spot to charge for a farm tour, well, you know, what are you offering? Obviously, if you offer a meal, that changes it completely. And what kind of a meal? You know, is it a sack lunch? That. Okay, so it's, it's a nice barbecue. Okay, so, so that kind of meal is going to be, you know, in the 20s, in the 20-ish, 20-ish, you know, 18 to 22, all right? Uh, so say 20-ish. And then when you think about entertainment, what's a, what does a movie cost? Going to a movie. I don't know because I don't go, but does anybody, does anybody here go? <laughs> Man, we are really out of it here, aren't we? What? Um, I mean, what, 10, 20, 12? Um, okay, so this is better than a movie. This is real, okay? So think about what, like, um, a, a play in your, you know, like, if you have a, a, a play group, a theater group, we have Blackfriars Theater in our area, Shannon Arts, okay? So we've got these amateur theaters. If you're going to go out to a, to a live play drama theater, it's going to be 20 bucks, roughly, for, for a ticket. Um, if you're going to go hear the, you know, the, uh, I think last, actually tonight, the, um, the Army Jazz Band is playing in Waynesboro. You know, those are 25, 30 buck tickets. I mean, good grief, Shania Twain. I mean, now you're at the, you know, 100, 100. So anyway, people, what I'm saying is people don't mind paying. If you're going to get dinner theater, 50 bucks is definitely not out of line. Everybody follow me on that? Okay. And if you've got 50, 60 people, okay, you're looking at 2,500, 300, 3,000 bucks. And, and, and remember, this is not a standalone thing. All of these people are going to get a coupon for $10 off their, their first purchase with you. All right, so you can capture their email, capture them as a customer. Uh, you're going you're gonna to make sure that your, whatever, your farm store is open so they can buy stuff on their way out. Uh, I mean, there, there's all sorts of ways that you can, so, so Alanation used to say, never think about one sale. You're never thinking about a sale. You're always thinking that today's sale is the springboard for tomorrow's repeat. Remember that. Every single sale you're, you're, is never a, um, a, a done deal, okay? You know, uh, whatever. They, they bought and they're done and they're out, all right? No. Every sale 
is a springboard. You're always thinking, how can I springboard another, another turn of that wheel, another turn on, okay? So your event, yes, it needs to pay for itself, but half of the reason for having the event is to, is to generate activity and new customers, okay? Maybe you have a really great, um, you know, uh, band in your area, you know, some, some folks that are good. Uh, you can ha have an event, okay? I mean, there's, there's a million events. The um, eco events, too, are, are really good. Any kind of class, like I said, you know, we've done these cheese classes. Um, goodness, you can do uh, culinary classes, uh, lacto-ferm, we've done uh, fermentation classes. You can do um, how to cut up a chicken. Uh, you could do, you could do uh, an Instapot class. How to use an Instapot. And part of the class is you buy a, a, a pallet load of Instapots at wholesale and you, and you they come to class and, and everybody gets an Instapot. Okay, I, I mean, if I get up here and start going down this road, I mean, I'm pretty creative, okay? Um, but, 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 but I hope this kind of gets your juices going, okay? You're, you're thinking about um, uh, infotainment. All right, differentiation, it goes without saying that differentiation has to be, um, has to be epiphanal. So you can't just have a ho-hum product. Okay, and uh, and this is why uh, this is why we spend so much time talking about how do we raise aha beef, pork, chicken, eggs. Okay, so it is a, wow. I've never had anything like this before. Um, you know, I, I, I at, at this at this event with Rory Feek uh, Sunday, um, we had a. I have one of the guys that came from the community happens to be a chef and I made sure I, I went up to him as we were going through the potluck line Teresa had made a whole bunch of pulled pork uh, barbecued pulled pork in uh, you know crock pots and slow cookers and she had all of them set out there on the thing and I said I said uh, make sure you you get some of our pulled because he's never had any of our stuff and um, he's from he's from about 30 miles away and uh, so he went through, and he came to me after the, the thing. He said, that was fantastic. And can we talk about starting a diner? Really? So you just never know. You know, I've wanted to start a diner for, you know, 10 years. Um, clean food, fast food, you know, simple menu and, and uh, local. So anyway, um, you just never know. Hope you're enjoying the presentation and we'll jump right back in, but I wanted to first remind you to visit the show notes for freebies, deals, and more. While you're there, don't forget to join our email family to stay up to date on all the current events. Now back to the show. We did some brainstorming sessions on Weak Links with the whole group of us, and what came out of that was... Uh, everybody feeling reluctant to do events because we just weren't, we're a functional farm, you know, we're, we're not, we're not Disney, okay, and so this year, here's what we added, we spent more than we would have liked, 
on a nice level graded with white parking strips parking lot. Okay. We invested in, uh, we've got a guy now on staff that's a master woodworker and he made a couple of beautiful um, on the bandsaw mill, you know, some, some, some curvy pieces of wood, cut them in half and then etched into them signage so they're just really, you know, first class sharp signs for clear parking, for where the store is, the parking lot, okay? Here's the thing, when people come out to you in the country, they get lost getting to you, they, they're, they're, they're not going toward town, they feel like they're going like to the edge of the earth, and, uh, and they come with a bit of, they're, they're a little bit of intimidated, okay? Um, and so the sooner we can greet them with welcome signs, you're here, uh, you found the place, their, their anxiety level starts to drop, okay? If they drive in, well, where, where, where do I park? I mean, to us, it's second nature. Well, you come, you know, no, to them it's not second nature. I mean, I could tell you stories all the rest of the day of the people go out behind that, you know, you think you give them very clear directions, next thing you know, they're walking back covered in mud. They did. They went the other way into the slough and axle buried their Honda, and we gotta go out with a tractor and pull them out. Okay. I mean, it just it just happens. Okay. The, and they don't have a clue. They don't know what that a bunch of cattails means. It's probably a pond. I mean, they don't know this stuff. Okay. So you've got to have it clearly marked. All right. Uh, clearly marked where they're going to go. Take that anxiety off. Have a couple porta potties there. Uh, mark your if you're going to have a farm store. Mark your store very clear. Here's the where the store is. Um, uh, you know, you, 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 you've got to be welcoming. So the other things we did. So we did a we did a we did a really formal, uh, nice level uh, entrance exit parking lot this year. That was our huge big monetary investment. Littler things that we did. Um, we built a half a dozen picnic tables and we put them out and so we moved one of our, the, the, the book barn where all my books are stored. We yanked that off of its foundation, jackhammered up the concrete slab, pulled the whole thing away to open up an area near the farm store for these picnic tables. So we could place them in under some persimmon trees and some pawpaws and some apple trees. Pretty little, pretty little area in there. And then we made a children's playground. And let me tell you, and I've got to tell it because I, I am now vindicated. You know, I come here and you think I'm really cool. When I go home, I'm somebody to roll eyes at. Okay? <laughs> Why do you have kids? So somebody will roll their eyes at you, right? <laughs> I'm not the guru at home, all right? So for 10, I, 10 years ago, I went to this farm in Indiana, and they were, they were a total agritainment farm, I and mean, that's what they did, okay? Um, their money was from agritainment, and they had all sorts of cool stuff. I mean, they had, they had huge, um, they'd gone, gotten surgeons, uh, surgery tubing, all right? Heavy-duty surgery tubing, and made massive, um, launchers for potatoes and little pumpkins, you know, at, at targets out here, you know, for a dollar, you, you know, you get three pumpkins and you can launch them out here at this, you know, all, they had a, they had a little, um, 
They had a little area, uh, not as big as this room, but it, it was, it was, I don't think it was concrete, but it was nice packed gravel. And they had about 10 um, little uh, uh, track, pedal, pedal tractors, you know, so kids could, you know, run their tractors around. They had a, they had a train, Carolyn, um, but it wasn't a track train. It was a train, they'd taken uh, plastic barrels and they cut out half of them, put a little wooden seat in there, mounted a little steering wheel in there, put a hitch on the front and the back, and they, with a four-wheeler, an ATV, they could pull about 20 of these little 55-gallon drum plastic train cars around the farm to do kid, you know, kid tours. Um, I mean, this stuff, this stuff is fantastic, okay? I mean, it's just great. So, one of the things that they had that I brought home, and I've been talking about it for 10 years, and I get the eyes rolled at me, <laughs> Um, is was a corn box. So we're all familiar with a sandbox. Okay, well, there's sandboxes everywhere. But a corn box? I mean, for kids to be able to get into corn, you know, it's slick, it's big pieces, it's not all gritty, you know, it doesn't get in all your... Now, now you know, it is dusty, okay? But how many kids have played in a corn box? Not very many. Every kid's played in a sandbox. And so this year, we put in a corn box, let me tell you what, there are now families who just come to our farm and yes, they get food, they get kombucha, they're sipping that, they get the pork snack sticks, because we, we have uh, pork sticks, you know, uh, jerky, and, um, and, and the kids just go for an hour and play in the corn box. I mean, it's the coolest thing in the world. We've got uh, Buzz found online, he found some used, um, these little... For, for like two and three year olds, you know, little uh, that, that they can sit on, like a, a, a track hoe, you know, and you can pivot this thing around and, and dig. And I mean, so there's Tonka trucks and there's all this stuff. I mean, it, you know, the, the corn's about that deep and it's about uh, 12 feet by 12 feet, okay, covered so the rain doesn't, you know, get in. And uh, it, it's just fantastic. It's fan, I, I mean, you could use wheat, you could use right, you could use it, but anyway, corn. Um, it's just fantastic. So, uh, and now there's a tire swing there, made a teeter-totter uh, with, with horseshoe, horseshoe grips to hold on, you know, uh, out of just a log. So it's not, it doesn't look like a playground teeter-totter. It, it's a rustic farm. Took a big old stump, I mean a big massive oak stump as, as the, you know, the fulcrum and put that in. And so, so now th this is all a part of creating a welcoming, hospitality, inviting place. My next step, I was hoping we'd get it done this year, my next step is a composting toilet. So we get rid of the porta-potties and go to, this, this is gonna be my little earth, earth house. <laughs> and I wanna incorporate all of the little earthy stuff. You know, a, a living roof, I mean, I envision this as a little uh, hobbit house, you know, where, where you've got cucumbers on the roof and you kind of you kind of go through the watermelon vines, you know, to go in and do your business. And um, and, and and so there's some really cool designs I've seen in Australia, several of them. And I've, I've been there enough now to, to get a really good idea of, of how these things work. But 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 anyway, if you're it, you know, there, there is there is definitely. There are things you've got to think about if you're going to do events, you're going to bring people out. But uh, I'll tell you what, uh, when people are out there and you see them pull out their smartphones and they're snapping pictures of the animals and, they're, and you know they're, 
they're Snapchatting, they're buzzing their friends. There's a man, this is the greatest thing. And they've got their little kids, um, you know, doing their whatever, you know, petting the animals, that sort of thing. And, and by the way, we do not do, we do not do a petting zoo on purpose. And I know that they're attractive, but we don't want to, to stimulate that conversation of, well, this lamb is named Leroy. These lambs are to eat, you know, we got too much Disney, Disneyfication in our culture already. We don't want to get into that. What we want is we want such inviting, attractive production things that kids can go in and, and pick up a chicken in the Millennium Feather Net at the Eggmobile. They can go in the field and sit down and a calf will come up and lick them on the back of the head. They can go sit with the pigs and the pigs come up and chew their shoelaces. Uh, and, and, it's, it's a one, and, and it's real. It's not make-believe. It's not fantasy. And we're not getting into this debate about which animals are pets and which ones are to eat and all this jazz, okay? So, so um, that's, that's, that's how we do. We have, um, we have uh, uh, a gal, uh, this isn't on here, but um, we have a gal who does uh, school tours. And talk about collaboration. This grew out of, goodness, 10, 12 years ago, we had one of our interns wanted to stay. So, well, what do you want to do? Well, I want to stay here and, and, and be here. I said, well, how are you going to earn a living? And, and she loved kids. She had an L, she was an L-Ed major, loved kids. She said, well, you're, you're, not doing, you're not doing school tours. You need to be doing school. Well, yeah, we need to be doing a lot of things, but I can't, you know, I can't be here, there, and everywhere all at once, you know. She said, well, well I'll, I'll do that. So we, we named it uh, Grass Stains Tours, Grass Stains Tours, and they're school tours for kids. We now uh, have... Um, um, I don't have an actual count, but certainly well over 5,000 uh, children a year come in school tours. And uh, she did it for a couple of years, launched it. She did the curriculum, she did the marketing, she did everything. And what we did, um, we she got three-fourths of, uh, of the price, and we got one-fourth as a royalty, Okay. So that's how you create commission. You create performance-based. If if she, so, we, we didn't we didn't hire we didn't hire a tour guide. Okay, we ha, we simply offered a germination tray that she could build her own autonomous business on. Okay, that takes the risk off of us and makes her very hungry because if she wants to get paid, she's got to market this thing. And uh, and we're on our we're on our third person to take that enterprise right now, Heather, she's had it now for oh, six years, and she's grown it up. This year, she's going to hit 100 tours this year. We charge 200 bucks a tour, and we get, we get 50, and she gets 150. It takes two, it's a two-hour tour, and, um, and next year, we've agreed to go up to 300. We don't think that's going to affect anything. Nope, nobody complains um, to go up to 300, so she'll get 250, and we'll still get the 50, and um, give her a pay raise. Um, but you know, uh, and she she took it upon herself to move beyond school tours. I mean, they're called the grass stains tours, so they're not limited. And now there are a lot of people that give them for birthday presents, anniversary gifts, um, just friends, different things. She does a lot of tours that are two to five people that are just you know it's a family. Um, my wife's always want to come. My husband's want whatever, and um, so. No, there's no cap on the grass stains tours. And so, 
Sometimes, if it's a school situation, there might be 100 kids. Now, normally, if there's more than 100, they will divide them into two groups. And maybe, maybe uh, 50 will come in the morning, 50 will come in the afternoon. I mean, it just gets to be logistically. You, you, you can't corral them, you know. They're all just running all over the place. And, yeah. And so, so there again, there again, think about strategic marketing. We're not making money on the school tours. What you're looking for, every one of those kids should leave with a brochure, a $10 off first-time purchase coupon. Are you with me? So you're leveraging, you're leveraging all of these things in your, in your marketing strategy. It's all, it's all coordinated. Uh, the next part of this, of course, is being customer-friendly. Reduce hurdles. The question is, how easy is it for your customers to buy from you? Okay? Think about being a customer. And, and we're going we're gonna to drill down on this pretty dramatically over the next two days. Because the thing about marketing is that it's all about the other person. Alan Nation, you sing the Toby Key song, don't want to hear about you, want to hear about I, want to talk about me, want to talk about I, 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 right? Uh, and, and, and so marketing is all about meeting the needs and fantasies of somebody else. Which means we have to put ourselves in the shoes of somebody else. And that's hard to do because we all live in our silo. We all have our, whatever, our perceptions and here's what's important to me and here's, and, and here's what I think. And it's, it's really, really hard to message with your customer in view. So, simplicity. You got to have a clear price list. And this is really near and dear to me because we, we, we work with numerous farmers around. And um, we buy piggies from them. We, you know, we buy calves. We, uh, we collaborate with them, different things. And... I never cease to be amazed at farmers that won't give me a price. I say, how much you want, how much you want for your calves? Well, I don't know, what do you offer? No, no, no. How, how much do you want? And what we found is everybody has a price, but they don't want to say it. And so one of our biggest hurdles in marketing as farmers is just be upfront about what your price is. Okay, um, just, just say what it is. Clear price list, clear access, all right? Now, part of marketing is persuasion. You're trying to uh, uh, persuade somebody to come to you. So just for fun, I put down this, you know, is your customer a 10 or a zero? I won't belabor this, but, but I think it's important. Uh, here, here's the point of this. In persuasion... If you look at this list, you know, zero to 10, you're never going to move a person from zero to eight in a day. It's incremental. Movement is incremental. It's not spontaneous. Okay? It's not spontaneous. It's incremental. And so, as we move down this list, um, obviously, the pool, of, the pool of potential customers, th this list, we, we could put a triangle over it, okay? And the on-farm on customer 
is at the, the pinnacle, there are very few people who will actually drive out to your farm and buy stuff. But they are the, the most loyal, informed, you know, that, that's, the, that's the creme de la creme, okay? Part of this is about not worrying about the folks that are buying at the Sheets gas station, okay? That's not your customer. Your customer is not down at the Sheets gas station. So don't lose any sleep over it, okay? And what we're trying to do is reduce our hurdles so that we can move down this list and capture more and more because the number of people, as we go down that list, the number of people in the pool per category gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay, so, um, so just you know, keep that in mind. So we want simplicity, clear priceless SS. We want uh, a handy product transfer and payment uh, to be able to, to uh, transact business. You know, for years and years, we drug our heels, don't want to take credit cards, don't want the hassle, don't want to take credit cards. Man, we didn't want to create credit cards. And we kept asking Wendy, who handles our cash register, Richard, who at the time was our delivery uh, guy, um, you think we're losing these sales because we don't take credit cards? And they'd say, no, no, no. And finally, one year, they said, yes. Okay, we got to take credit cards. So we started taking credit cards. And, uh, and it's, been a, it's been a pain. Um, Teresa would like to quit. Um, but but it's, 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 been, it's been necessary. And now, you know, 70% of our transactions are credit card. Um, convenience, okay, convenience. How convenient is to, to uh, buy from you? How convenient is it, is, is it to use your product? Uh, again, we're, we're back to the one-stop shop. We're back to cooking instructions, recipes, those kinds of things. Um, uh, price, okay? Um, the lower your price, the higher your market share. Higher your price, the lower your market share. Uh, uh, price isn't everything by any means, but it is something, all right? And you need to be, uh, uh, be aware. Um, what this means is that you need to be careful about very, very high-priced exotics, okay? So some people, you know, castigate us for not doing heritage breeds, okay? But heritage breeds look funny, they grow slow, and they're not very efficient, and they cost a lot. I mean, take a, take a mangalista pig, all right? They don't grow that big. But guess what? Our slaughterhouse is going to charge us 50 bucks kill fee, whether that pig weighs 120 pounds or 200 pounds or 300 pounds. It's the same price. So as soon, and, and, and it's going to, and the haul fee is going to be the same, whether we're taking a big pig or a small pig, the, the, it's not going to make a difference in the diesel fuel or the time behind the steering wheel. Are you with me? And so what happens is, as you move to the exotic, and listen, I don't think it's sinful to have a Mangalista or a Cooney Cooney or any of these weird, hairy-looking weird pigs, okay? But you, you just have to understand that as you, as, you move, as you move toward the exotic place, you're going to reduce the number, you're going to have to increase your price to stay in business, and you're necessarily going to reduce the number of people that are in your, in your pool, uh, marketing pool. 
And uh, sure, can you, you know, are there people that will pay uh, $150 for a heritage breed red bourbon turkey? Yes, but not very many. And as I mentioned at the top of the, top of the day, uh, one of our goals is we want to offer a credible alternative to factory fare. We want to prove to the world there's not a single reason for a single factory farm in the world. So I would rather have, so for me, and, and your goals could be different, okay? I would have, rather have something that's 90% perfect. Let's, let's agree for a minute that a heritage breed has a certain, whatever, traits that are better, okay? I would rather have a product that's 90% perfect that 100% of the people will buy than a product that's 100% perfect that only 5% can afford. Are you with me? Now, your goal might be different. You might want just the 5%, you know, and that's fine, but don't come whining to me about nobody wants to, will pay my price, okay? So it's fine, I'm fine to do, to have something exotic. Just realize that this affects marketability and, and, and it affects how, it's, it's a hurdle, it's a hurdle. Um, again, go back to Allen Nation, you know, in marketing, you can only be so weird. You know, you can be a nudist, or you can be a Buddhist, but a nudist Buddhist, you're too weird, you know. And so here we are, you know, here we are telling people, you don't want to go to Walmart to buy your chicken. Uh, you want to come to us and buy your chicken. And you don't want one that's already breaded and cooked with a pop-up thermometer in it. Uh, you want to actually cook it yourself. And then, so, you know, that's weird enough. But then when we say not only that, you want one that's all dark meat, a razor breast, and so old that you can't quit cook it, you just become a nudist Buddhist, okay? So, um, just remember that as you move, as you move up that exotic line, it, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be tougher. Um, continuity, okay? How often do you have product? This is my problem with farmer's markets. If that farmer's market is not open year round, don't ever go to it, because what happens? What happens off season? Think of all the inertia. Where do those people go? The last farmer's market. They go back to Walmart. Well, you got to try to woo them back the next spring. Okay? And so, um, so continuity. This is where season extension in gardening, you know, with hoop houses and greenhouses and cold frames and stuff. Root cellars. Okay? And then for us, in, for what we're doing, uh, refrigeration, freezers. This is why we've got you know, four tractor trailer freezer boxes, okay, why? Um, now, does that cost us a little more in the winter when we're selling a frozen chicken? Uh, is that a little more expensive than the fresh one we sell in the, in, in the spring? We don't change the price. We drop a little bit of margin for the running the freezer, but it's continuity. And we got it year round. And our customers can get it anytime they want to. And that's worth something. Because most businesses fail not because they don't have a good product or a good service. They fail because of cash flow. 90% of all business failure is cash flow. The money's going out the back end faster. The bills need to be paid before I can collect for the stuff that I'm selling. Okay? 
That's the problem. It's cash flow. So continuity of product, continuity of access, so those customers know they can always get it. It's always there, and we've got cash flow. And finally, transparency, answering questions, feeling welcome. Um, you know, the, 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 one of the problems with, um, you know, with direct selling uh, is uh, entrepreneurs, and this is another one of Alan Nation's little phrases. He says, entrepreneurs always end up hating their customers. Why? <laughs> Because we're learning new stuff. We're going new, you know, we're refining, we're tweaking, we're going new places, we're trying new recipes, new things. And every day, a new customer, we have to tell ourselves that at Stockman Grass Farmer all the time. Every year, we get, you know, 2,000 new subscribers. And we lose subscribers. You know, again, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, you know, divorce, death, disenfranchisement, and disemployment, okay? Um, and, 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 and so there, there's, there's, a, there's a turnover rate, okay? When you're in sales, there's a turnover rate, always. I don't care what you are. You, you like to think, my customers are going to be so happy, they're going to stay with me forever. They're going to put a little idol of me up in their house. You know, no, it doesn't happen, okay? Somebody else will come in, they'll come in closer, they'll come in with a different message, they'll come in with a different package, a different price, different thing, and boom, before you know it, you've lost that customer. So, so I don't care what business you're in or how good you're in, you have to eat, drink, and sleep marketing or you're going to be out of business, okay, because there is a turnover rate. And so this means that we, as direct market farmers, when the lady calls us and says, now, how can I thaw this chicken that it won't hurt me? While inside we're saying, oh, you stupid woman. <laughs> right? Right? Yes. <laughs> we have to say, oh, it's just, we've had that problem too. And uh, we know that it's always a little bit tricky uh, if you haven't done it. And so you just put it in the, uh, put it in the, uh, the sink. Um, open up the bag a little bit so it can get some air in it and let it sit for, you know, about six or seven hours and it'll probably be fine to cook after that. <laughs> and we're so glad, we're so glad that you got the chicken. We can't wait to hear how well you liked it and, and the recipe that you used to cook it. And please call us back anytime for anything. Thank you so much. And you do that over and over and over and over again, okay? But that's what it takes because you're taking down those hurdles and you're, you're, you're answering their problems and you're totally focused on where they are, not on where you are. Not on where you are, but where, on where they are. I hope you enjoyed this presentation. Well, check out the episode notes. And always remember the advice from cows and be outstanding in your field. See you next time.